Hey everybody, today is a scorching hot day. I'm Rob, I'm sitting here drinking a smash brew with a new hop that I'm trying out called Zamba. It's got some nice orange citrusy flavors to it, it's very nice, recommend it. And joined today I am with Brendan and Stephen. And uh, today we have a little Hi, bit everyone. of a different topic. I know we're kind of, I guess we don't have a very good theme here, we just kind of talk about all kinds of things. But uh, today we're going to talk about cooking with beer, uh, how we've cooked with it, and uh, what our favorite favorite dishes to do with with beer are. Uh, so not necessarily drinking it, but you know, actually cooking with it. Um, I did the intro, so we'll give it. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> so for I'm our listeners, talking, so here, pass. <laughs> So for our listeners, Stephen has had the least amount of time out of all three of us to think about this topic. So I'm excited to see what he does. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the reason why I gave it to Stephen. <laughs> Just to keep it random. Yeah, about two minutes. It's like, what are we talking about today? Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so cooking with beer. Um, ah, there's two things that I, I usually make with uh, beer. One I haven't done recently, and one I do actually fairly, re- uh, fairly frequently. And we'll start with the, the least recent one. Uh, Brendan, do you remember the trip to Seattle? Oh, yes. So when we were out there, I oh, we were just like wandering the city and we came upon the most the, the famous Pike's Place Market. And, you know, there's fishmongers and there's a particular place where they actually throw the fish from the front to back as you like order it. But I went to this random vendor there and I remember getting some red snapper. And then I was, uh, it was, you know, whatever cheap or whatever. And it looked, it looked fine. And then later I'd gone a couple stalls down just to, you know, grab some vegetables and stuff for the night. Cause what I was going to make was beer battered fish, uh, for tacos. So nice and light and spring and all that. And I can't remember what I used. I used some kind of local beer that we had found at the liquor store. It wasn't any of the big craft beers, but it was something kind of light, light and lagerish that I put in there. But as I'm talking to this person, pick up the vegetables, he's like, oh, where'd you get the fish from? I'm like, oh, the spot two stalls down or three stalls down. He goes, oh, did you get the bones out? And I'm like, was I supposed to ask for that? And I remember, because we get back to the spot we're playing in Seattle, and I spent like two hours, an hour and a half at least, pulling the bones out of this out of this fish and it just in the other room like i made a coleslaw for the the fish and all that and the rest of the or the rest of the peeper brothers at the time uh were just like playing cards in there being like hey steve how's it going i'm like fucking mother it's going <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were very helpful through that we were also uh, enjoying the beer that was eventually going to batter the fish yes, yes so the were. question is was there beer left to batter the fish <laughs> Barely. It was a race against the bones. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, like, I haven't made that one in quite a while, but that's actually one of the ones that was just like equal parts flour, corn, or flour, a beer until you get like a nice consistency. And then add like a little bit of cornstarch and maybe a couple little spices. Uh, I remember at the place we were staying, there was not very much selection. So I wouldn't, I, I did, couldn't do it there. But literally just, you know, uh, battering the fish, putting into a fryer and just cooking it. Oh, like that. That was an amazing fish for that. 
maybe because I fought with it for an hour and a half. Maybe it might be because of that. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then the one I do more recently is uh, my wife for Christmas uh, got me a pizza stone for doing homemade pizza in the ovens. Uh, so what I've actually started doing uh, recently is making my own dough. And what you can do with that is actually basically one-to-one -one replace. Uh, make sure your, your beer is flat first. Like don't crack a beer while it's still super carbonated and dump it into uh, 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 the batter or whatever you're mixing it in because it's going to just like fizz and bubble everywhere and it might overflow. But uh, I, yeah, I've got a recipe for a slow ferment uh, pizza dough. So you basically make it let it just uh like i've got like a little stand mixer so i let it just mix in the stand mixer for a little bit cut it up and you throw it in the fridge and you just leave it uh so the ideal range is three to seven days you're supposed to use it but you can use it like right away if you leave it out on your counter for a little bit or um you can actually leave it for longer and longer it's just as it slow ferments in the fridge with the yeast uh it just the flavors get more deeper and you get more bubbles you get more of a bubbly crust and all that kind of stuff uh but from a suggestion of a cousin i was just making it with water and he's like oh yeah my wife who's from uh, cousin's wife is originally from germany and they use like uh dark ales in their pizza dough so i've started experimenting with that and it adds it adds a really nice like level to the dough that like before like it's very good like it's a very great crust but now with this like it's like ooh, that's really really good though i haven't been able to make it for a while because the wife was pregnant and even though most of the alcohol gets out there's still some of it in there and that's a yeah better not risk it sort of thing uh steve it sounds like when we get together that uh you need to make a dark humor pizza yep <laughs> well, it I it'll be interesting because it's a little bit of that the coffee flavor in there, but it's also a little bit of that chocolate. So I don't know because I usually do the pizza dough at like five fifty in the oven, and it's only in the oven for like ten minutes. So I don't know how much of that flavor will like still be there at the end, but I'm willing to try. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should almost do it with all three of the. I was about to say, yeah, that, you know what? Yeah. You just you just made a case for doing all three now. <laughs> oh, I've got more research to do. Uh, crap <laughs> well this this one we can do when we meet up i mean uh, the other task that we assigned you on the last episode is 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 on yours is on well yours. actually i have an answer to that actually uh, oh really so i was doing a uh well because so, on so Sunday, quick, quick, quickly remind the the listeners what you're what you're doing what your homework was uh so it was to figure out what the temperature coming out of my immersion chiller was for basically how fast uh the heat is dropping in there so like once i got back to like a reasonable volume that you'd probably use for another brew what temperature it would be and uh the reason why i did this is because on uh sunday when we did the missing piece on our pilot system for the, our little competition that's gonna come to fruition here pretty soon uh i took the stuff well, i took the beer back waited a day because i was out of time on sunday but I reboiled it uh, and I added some hop additions to it on top of what's already part of the missing piece. Sir. Indeed. So uh, 
as a result, I had to basically bring it back up to boil and then cool it down again. And so even though I didn't have a, like the same volume I usually do, because it was only four gallons I had, uh, or a little less than four gallons, um, the temperature, like it, again, it comes out about, I'd say about 85 degrees. Like it mm -hmm. comes out with some steam on it. And then it quickly drops uh, depending on the flow rate. Like I can't measure flow rate <laughs> at, uh, at home with my current equipment. But to get, to get back to that four gallons, it's coming out about 52 degrees. So 52, 55 degrees in that range. And then after that, it's just getting, and that's after roughly 10 minutes. So it actually would be a decent way if you're doing multiple batches in a day to do recovery and start boiling again. Mm -hmm. How much extra water did you end up with? Did you save the water? Uh, no. So as I was doing an, another batch that day, I, I dumped it. But uh, to get down to like actual temperature, though, I used, okay, I'm just counting as a four. It was about nine gallons. So about over, over twice the amount that I had uh, volume to chill it to uh, that appropriate temperature. Which would be more than you would need to do another brew. Yeah. So if you could do it for another brew, well, and that's, and at that point, like the water is getting a lot colder because it's the temperature delta between the temperature of the wort and what's going in and flowing around is much less. So at that point, you like you could use it for cleaning and recovery sort of thing, but yeah, it's not super efficient. Not so compared to the plate chiller. Yeah, it's better than dumping water and you still wouldn't have to heat it as much. Exactly. Cool. So right. I got I got my little bit of homework done, and now I got ah, I got new stuff to do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but on the last one, you just ended up with a little bit of tepid water, and now this time your homework ends up with three pizzas. So yeah, I'm mean, surprised for the homework's improving. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to have delicious pizza after. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah. you know it's really not that bad. Yeah, and for control, all pizzas have to be the same. You know, do a nice margarita pizza with fresh basil or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> one, you have to do one big dough batch too. Uh, actually, the dough batch I do actually, I I usually half it, so I make two pizzas. Uh, the full the full recipe is actually for four, so that's actually not that. Well, that yeah, far just off. just do four. You got uh, you got, you got the three beers, and then you have your uh, your one control. <laughs> excellent excellent this is a, a fantastic plan <laughs> See, steve q's telling this and we just keep piling more shit on him yeah. <laughs> i really should say no but it's actually a good idea that's a problem <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take the ball out of your court there steve uh, before you get even more homework we'll try to keep it to one major thing per episode from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're you're so kind and generous yes yeah, <laughs> Um, quickly, beer. So, I just recently I, I've started using. Well, during the pandemic, I live alone with my wife, and she was pregnant for most of the year. So, uh, there was really only myself to drink my beer, and uh, and wasn't allowed to have any friends over like I usually would to help clean off the kegs and stuff like that. But you're still brewing, so you still got to find a way to use it. Um, and what I ended up doing is it was. I had made two special beers uh, that which I called the Quarantine Amber and the Quarantine Brown. Um, but I was a little heavy with the roasted malts, so I ended up with, uh, instead of an amber and a brown, I ended up with a brown and stout. But 
You know, <laughs> they're still good beers. But we were struggling one day because we were like, well, we want to have something that can bring a little bit of a warmth into it. It was, it was kind of late fall. Um, we could still have uh, people over outside at that point. So we had the, the in-laws, in-laws over and we, we owed them a dinner. But we were out working the, the property and stuff like that. So we needed something that we could cook all day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a stew. And what makes a stew better but a good dark beer? And I was like, luckily, mm-hmm. I have a beer that's darker than I intended. So I will use that. And it was it was a venison stew recipe, and I, I mean we we've since made it with beef as well. If you if you don't have game meat or you're not into game meat, but uh, just a very classic stew. So you brown the meat and add in the the flour and the spices and stuff with that, and you kind of make a little bit of roux with the 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 fat that comes off the meat and when it's browned, and cook up your vegetables with that afterwards, and then you deglaze the pan with your your dark beer. And, for this, I was making uh, probably uh, uh, five or five or six quarts of stew, um, and I would use uh, a pint and a half of of this beer uh, to deglaze, and then you just add in the beef stock afterwards and let it cook for. Mm. I mean, God, it's, I had it going for probably five six hours most of, most of the time because you get it ready at about eleven o'clock noon, and then you go and work <laughs> for five hours. <laughs> Uh, and then it's just it's just a good hearty stew to have it at the end of the day, and it, it reduces down. You end up with something fantastic. It was actually pretty special. And then being able to kind of use your own beer, you get a little bit of those those flavors that permeate through it as well. So then, in my case, it was a little bit of kind of the, the chocolate and the roasted barley that came through, hmm. and it was just absolutely stellar. That actually, yeah, that sounds actually pretty good. Like the chocolate. Like a nice subtle little chocolate flavor onto that adds a lot of depth to the into well lots of things, but to a stew that would be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and just like just plain root vegetables, onions and carrots, and, and nothing too fancy. It's it was just meant to be a good hearty meal, so something to stick to your ribs after after a cooler day. As you know, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that um, you know that didn't even have to be a, a beer recipe. You had me at venison. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, I do still have a bunch of venison in the freezer, so we can throw venison on the pizza there. Um... (laughs) A venison margarita pizza, that would be interesting, eh? (laughs) Absolutely. That would be tasty. Hmm. And so I'm going to copy Steve's format here as well. So that's something I've made recently, but something that I haven't made in a long, long time. Um, many, many years ago when I was a young man, my older brother got me a, a recipe book that was called Cooking with Beer, and it was stylized like a little kid's book. I still have it in my uh, in my recipe uh, cabinet somewhere. <laughs> but it was thick cardboard um, and uh, glossed over and all that sort of stuff with the intent that if you spilled something on it, you wouldn't ruin the pages. Again, much like a small <laughs> child's book. Uh, Cooking with Beer is what it was called, and there was one recipe in there for cooking uh, bratwurst sausage. And the recipe list included a package of 12 or 24 bratwurst, um, a few spices, and a 24-pack of beer. (laughs) That's a lot of beer for that sausage, buddy. (laughs) If you followed the recipe um, appropriately, you drank six of those beer before the sausages were cooked. (laughs) 
two beer went <laughs> into the actual recipe. And then the final instruction was to share the sausage with your friends with the beer. <laughs> actually, I re- now that you mentioned that, I do remember that one. That was actually a, a very good recipe. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a recipe for making friends is what that one is. Yeah, <laughs> the sausage is secondary at that point. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, so, the the style of that book that you say when it's like written on the, like this thick cardboard, um, I remember I had this professor who uh, was very straightforward, and he's like, "Here's this assignment, and here's the answer. It is in the textbook. It is literally in the on this page. He gave you the paragraph, everything. Like, this is the assignment. <laughs> you will pass this assignment if when you when I ask you this question, you write this down verbatim." literally verbatim (laughs) and he's like i don't care if it's written on a brown paper bag with purple crayon you will pass if you get that if you do that right and uh yeah of course you know of course we're like whatever let's find out so we did it and yeah totally the guy was true to his word it was amazing but uh that that book just reminds me of like that that style just like i could i could just picture it being written in in crayon on brown paper bag (laughs) i'll have to dig it out and kind of look through it again here when i when i get home it's it was an entertaining read from there were a couple good recipes in there but that that one was definitely one of the more entertaining recipes in it yeah well it's pretty awesome be like hey uh you really only need two beers but you need the whole flat for everyone else (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well what about you rob well, I don't know if I want to talk about it anymore. You guys had way more interesting stuff. <laughs> so goodbye, everyone. That's the episode. No, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Steve, oh, you're not getting away that easy. I was going to say, Steve's got homework out of this episode again. You're not getting away without talking. Yeah. No, no, I'll just yeah, stop yeah. recording. You guys are fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. We're not in person. We can't stop them. That's right. <laughs> uh. No, I've done uh, I've done the stew like you, Brandon. Uh, not venison. I've done it. Uh, obviously, you get like these nice, big, thick beef cubes. Um, I like to. Well, they're not breaded. It'd be floured. Like, you get a bunch of flour, and you throw a bunch of spice in there. I like to use uh, oregano, pepper, um, maybe some paprika, maybe some hot pepper or something. Mm-hmm. Some flakes, and then you just you know coat all of your uh, your beef with that. Toss that into. Uh, I, I like to use a crock pot or a slow cooker, or whatever, whatever people have. And then uh, instead of using water, uh, you know, to top everything up when you have all your vegetables and stuff in there, is I just replace the water with beer, and then it's slow cooked. So I mean, you're over that amount of time and with the, you know, low heat, you know, that alcohol disappears anyway, right? But you get the the nice dark rich flavors, and you have to use dark beer. Um, absolutely yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah i used uh, i i did it with dark humor because I, I i like to make it i have it on on my uh, kegerator almost all the time the only time it's not there is because it runs out um <laughs> but yeah it makes it i don't know it just makes it like dark and rich and gives a good flavor and uh yeah i mean the especially for winter time you know like the stout the stout and the um you know the stewer like you said brendan a nice like Classic hearty stick to your ribs kind of meal. I think it just fills you up. 
but mm-hmm. my overall favorite, my all-time favorite, and I do this fairly regularly, is uh, beer can chicken. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah, man, I love beer can chicken. Oh my god, it's so good. Like the the meat just comes out so tender and juicy, and uh, and you know, and the skin will crisp up. Oh my god, like I want some right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you use in the on the barbecue or in the oven? Barbecue, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barbecue is my favorite way to do it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I know it's just heat or whatever, but I, I don't know. I think the the barbecue adds a little something because um, if you're like me, I never clean the barbecue (laughs) so like whatever char and stuff is on there that becomes part of like whatever is in your barbecue so i think it's just like part of the flavor profile it's uh, it's just it's it's seasoned at that point it's not just uh it's not just straight heat you're getting you're getting a little bit of seasoning exactly like (laughs) unlike the oven where it's just it's just like pure heat it's just you know i don't know it's, there's a definite flavor difference there, and the barbecue is top. Can't beat the barbecue. <laughs> and I would like to say that it makes a difference using different beers, but it does not. You, I can, I've used I don't know a dozen different beers, and I can never tell the difference between which beer I use for it. Uh, probably because the beer never actually touches the chicken; it just steams it on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, you can use just like a light lager instead of like you know a nice dark border or anything like that yeah i tried doing it with some like really nice citrusy craft beers and you're like man i only got to drink half of that and then the other half you have to dump after you you know you use it in the in the barbecue because it's full of chicken grease (laughs) but um you're like you know it it tastes the same if you use that and then you know or a kokanee so you just i don't know Whenever, whenever I have a bunch of cheap beers or find cheap beers, that I mean, like those are future, future um, beer can chickens. Actually, you could save if you took the uh, stuff like because you like said chicken grease gets on the inside. You could take that in, put it into a pan, and make a gravy out of it. Mm. You, you don't get that much. You don't get that much grease in there. You throw a lot of beer. Yeah, I haven't done this for years. I can't remember the last time I did a beer can chicken. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that would work. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what I would use it for. Unless you, like, sometimes you can throw a bunch of spices inside the beer so that it, some of that might come out and steam through the inside too. And then maybe you could take that and use that for something. But I don't know. I've never tried yeah. that. That'd be that'd be awkward because you, you'd have to save it for a future time because by the time you're ready to take that chicken off, off the beer can, the chicken's done. So, you know, it's time to eat. You're not yeah, going to basically ready. You're not going to wait <laughs> until you cook something else with it, right? So <laughs> and, and and even smelling it for however long it's been cooking, so oh you're ready God, to eat right? too. It's, it's, just, it's <laughs> impossible. It's impossible. It's just not it's not possible to see. It's it. not not even time for plates. You just pull it off there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The um I guess the only other thing is, do you guys have things that you would like to try cooking with beer that you haven't done yet? Hmm. I was thinking of like simple things like, I wonder how rice would work instead of using water, you use some beer. Because yeah, it would be similar to just like using stock, except it's a different kind of stock. 
and also yeah. slightly alcoholic. <laughs> Bubbly. Well, it would boil out, right? But I mean, you're not going to get that. But you get whatever flavored beer would come through to the rice, right? So let's say you had a beer that was, I don't know, instead of citrusy, like a lot of things, or um, you, know, you get something that's more piney, you know, or flowery, you know, something that tastes like that. Well, it'd be interesting to try with like a risotto or something like that, where you would normally use a wine or something with the stock to, to kind of change the flavor profile of it. If if you had, like you said, the right beer or something with some piney hops or or, or something like that, it would dramatically change things. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Actually, I I have a recipe. I think Brendan, you have a similar recipe to it, but it's for doing short ribs in wine. And it's yes. using like a red wine for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to do that with like a British brown ale or something like that. Oh, that'd be really like, good too. Yeah. Yeah, like like do a British brown and just let let that soak and let that cook in the oven for a couple of hours. I I wonder how that would turn out. I wonder if you can do that at the same time you do your pizza, Stephen. <laughs> I got some short ribs. I, know. I, I got some short ribs. I can lend you. <laughs> yeah, the the short rubs need uh like a low, nice low heat for many long time to do it. The pizza's at usually the limit of your oven, which is 550 degrees Fahrenheit. Usually, oh, so no, 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 uh, Steve, Steve, we already covered this. So the pizza only needs like 10 minutes at the end, and the short ribs are going to need many, many hours. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so you, you, you could do the short ribs, then crank the heat while you're making the dough for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but you need, uh, unfortunately, the pizza stone needs to heat up as well. So you could have it at 350, but if you want the really nice sear on it, it needs to sit at that 550 for like 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, well, maybe... I know what you guys are trying to do, uh, but I need two ovens. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know what? Brendan, you got two ovens, don't you? I don't. Oh, I thought you did. No, I only got one. <laughs> I thought, don't you have one? You have one underneath that fancy hood fan, and I thought you had one by the door there. No, I just got the stove there. I don't have a, it's just a tabletop range. There's no oh. oven underneath. Well, crap. Yeah, nothing yeah. Nothing underneath. Well, yeah, you, you need to win that uh, lottery. You need to get a big fancy exactly. house. Exactly. A, <laughs> a couple weeks here, or a week and a half, and yeah. Well, we already decided, like, you, us three are winning all three prizes, right? Yeah, it's just he gets, the, he gets the first million. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I would not mind that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is a great round table discussion on cooking with beer. If yeah. anybody, anybody who's listening has any cooking with beer recipes they'd like to share with us, we would love to see them. Oh, I would love to hear some recipes. I would like, uh, I would like to try them out. Well, how can <laughs> they get a hold of us, Rob? Well, that's easy. <laughs> you didn't see me pump my arm that way. Of like, you know, like that classic version. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, yeah you can reach us at email at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Or, you know what, leave us a comment or a DM on, uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, our handle is at solutionsbrewingco. Uh, we check that pretty often. So please leave a comment. Or, you know what, if you felt like it, uh, depending on what platform you're on, you can, uh, you know, leave a comment on uh, on one of the podcast platforms. I think only Apple does that, though. I don't think I've seen... Yeah, I don't think Spotify I don't think I've seen a place to leave that. that on Spotify, so... But we'll check all of them to see. 
Indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for this time. We'll see everyone or talk to everyone or talk at everyone next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. All right, everyone. Take care. Hey, thanks, everyone. <laughs>